The liberals are destroying California and conservative humor gone awry. Conservative humor gone awry is going to fascist California today. So stay tuned. We're going to take a few pictures of the desert and how their policies are actually messing it up. It's not beautiful when you go across that border. But stay tuned, guys. We'll show you exactly All right, uh, I'm Alexander Edward, and I'm oh. Tony Boswell. There you Sorry, there I, that was that was. I'm here. I swear to God, uh, we are Minion Death Cult. <laughs> the world is ending. Uh, capitalist, patriarchal, Bernie Bros are responsible. We're documenting it. What's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning in. We have a fun show today. Uh, joining us is Kath Barbadoro from the What a Time to Be Alive podcast and the lie cheat and steal podcast thank you so much for joining us kath hi thank you for having me and thank you for uh pronouncing my last name right and doing my credits that's so much i'm no. i feel very honored i typed out the inflection that i that i assumed your last name had you know just like from by ear and by sight i typed it out phonetically and i'm glad it worked out i'm happy he took it because i would have i would have messed it up like for sure i would have like I don't know. I don't, I'm not too good at like uh, um, uh, you know, Anglo names. <laughs> <laughs> well, people screw it up all the time, and it's like it's very. It is exactly how it's spelled, but I think people see all the letters and they get scared. They get I think lazy. That's what it is. Yeah, because like I want to call yeah. you Kath Barbado. They don't read the whole thing. That's yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to do Kath Barbado, but there's an extra thing at the end. I get Barbado. I get Barbados. Uh, I had a very sad uh, experience in college where like right when I started college, um, it, it was back when you had like you would get like a directory with everybody's like name and, and where they lived in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy from Barbados just knocked on my door because I guess he thought I he thought, first of all, that my last name was Barbados and that meant that I was from Barbados. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then I answered the door, and it was me, and he was very disappointed, and I <laughs> felt very sad that I could not be from Barbados for him. That's weird, because it almost <laughs> but sounds like... I was also like, like a... in fairness, you probably should have read the whole name before you like walked across the campus D Probably just don't me. do a cold call on someone's last name in general, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a probably weird. a bad move. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, maybe if it's like Barbados, like that's a pretty like you know small community. Maybe he was hoping that it was like, oh... Maybe I know this person, and then yeah, just yeah, open, and imme just immediately knew that yeah. Oh, is, I, this is a this is a mistake. This is not what I thought it was. Is 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 Barbados still in like medieval times or like feudal times where your last name is just like the region you were you herald from? Is, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's what he was assuming. Well, anyway, yeah, I'm, I had no information for him. I I wanted so. Uh, I want to thank you, Kath, uh, for joining us and for also not having a podcast called like Podcath. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Yes. <laughs> the, the, yet a, a podcast called Podcath. Yet, because yeah, I'm here for it. Actually, I just I wouldn't do that personally. <laughs> well, yeah, it would make no sense if you did that. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not much of a pun person. Like. I appreciate a good one, but I, I'm usually not the genesis of a pun. You got to you know? dig deep, dig a little deeper, 
than than just <laughs> the name of the medium in which you're working. You know what I mean? Like it's like write, yeah. writing a song, writing a rock and roll song about rock and roll. Like it, you you know. <laughs> Those are the best rock and roll it, songs. It, well, I don't know what you're talking about. That's kind of true. I don't know. <laughs> Sabbath kind of like. I don't listen to them after they sold their souls for rock and roll. Let's just put it that way. I, yeah. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of requests, a lot of, of notes from listeners who I will say are, are not unhappy with the content we've put out. But we have been getting some requests from listeners. Please, please, Minion Death Cult, take another look at the libs. Take yeah. another look <laughs> at the libs. And, I mean, with the news this week... I think it's a pretty great opportunity to just uh, look at what the libs are doing on Facebook with the announcement of Kamala Harris as Joe Biden's vice president. Yes. Uh, we are not yes, really queen. going to be taking a look at, you know, what the conservatives think about that. Uh, although I will say I think it's funny that Donald Trump, I think it's Donald Trump. Maybe he's got people who do this now. Maybe he's like lazy. But uh, Donald Trump came up with the nickname for Kamala Harris, which is a uh, phony Kamala Harris. And that's like phony, <laughs> more like phonying it in, I yep. think. Yeah, yep. not uh, his best. And that's a shame, too, because like that is one thing that he is usually pretty good at. And uh, I feel like if he can't do better than phony Kamala Harris, like he is not putting up a fight for this campaign. Like, no. I don't think he really wants to be the president anymore if that's the nickname he's coming up with for her. Like, usually he's pretty good at tapping into the right-wing zeitgeist, you know, whatever, like, the identity... How, how they identify... Like, it's a little bit of push and pull between him and, like, the the Facebook uncle or grandpa or whatever. I think they kind of, like, right. synthesize to, to kind of shape the party as it is or the talking points or whatever. But he's usually pretty good at, like, identifying, you know, the, the character... The intrinsic characteristics of these people... And if he were doing so with Kamala Harris, he would just be it would be like uh, slutty Kamala Harris or yeah. it would it would either be slutty Kamala Harris or Indian Kamala Harris, because those are the two memes about right. Kamala Harris right now is one that she's not black or two that she slept her way to her position. Those th yeah. that's like what's and if he had any like of the 2015 2016 edge left in him he would be calling her like heels up harris yeah yeah mm. well no, i i do think i do think he probably had some bangers in there but being as that it is like a like a black woman and like a really easy target to be like awful towards um if you're someone like donald trump um they were probably all so bad that like heels up didn't even come up because they were all so bad <laughs> <laughs> so how do yeah. how do we feel about her as vice president does it make a difference do we have any strong feelings about her uh fulfilling that role i have a lot of strong feelings about it um i think that it's 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 so bad watching um people react to this like people in my feed who you know last week we're like a cab kill them all like revolution all cops are burnable yeah uh <laughs> like this this week they're like yay more more black female fascists um and it's really hard to deal with because then like i'm saying things like this is bad y'all this is like a bad thing um 
because it's just setting us up for like eight more years of what we've already experienced for four years, but just without the red hat. Yeah. Um, and like people are like, they just don't get it. And it's been really, really hard to like get like, I got people in my DMs like just losing their minds saying like, so you're telling me to vote for Trump? And I'm like, nah, you're totally missing everything. Like whatever. <laughs> Well, it's it's not only like eight years of Biden Harris. I mean, is Biden going to last that long? Really? Like, not even joking. Is he go? Is he going to be like, able like to alive? Like, yeah. be alive? I, I think he has explicitly said that he will not run again if he wins. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure he said he's going to be a one-term president. But I I might be making that up because I don't I don't listen to anything he says because I just get depressed. So, <laughs> like, I have not I have not heard Joe Biden speak like pretty much this whole election cycle except i did some shows where we watched the debates live and so i heard him at those but like i i just i'm like i know i know what i think about this already i don't need to hear what i don't need to hear joe weighing in on stuff so yeah yeah but aside from that so if he maybe hands off the presidency to kamala in four years or something Mm -hmm. like that she is now next in line right like that's how the democratic party works for i was gonna say for better or for worse but it's almost always for worse right gore yeah no sure (laughs) yeah you know uh so i don't like that i don't like that she's you know next in line for this shit um and like you said tony i've just been seeing incredibly insufferable responses uh in my in my not really in my feed but like in the facebook group they get shared into there what's what's your feelings on on this pick kath um i mean i i'm not surprised by it at all like i was not i i feel like i could have picked this ticket like last year and i feel like that really shows how like demoralized and awful the democrats are that like this seemed like we're in such a different position as a society than we were a year ago and they're still giving us the same people they would have given us last year or the year before like it's it's they they will not sort of respond to the times in any way and i feel like if anything the way they're responding to the times is oh like black lives matter is important let's get uh, a per- a woman of color on the ticket someone yeah. with some black ancestry no- completely missing the point of what black lives matter means and is and like structurally what they seek to do because she's a prosecutor so yeah. like it- it's very frustrating and it's also it's one of those things where it's like I I just feel completely demoralized by this pick and also by people who seem excited about it, but also not in a position to argue them out of feeling that way because it's just like, well, what I'm learning from this, if you, if you are excited about this, I can't appeal to your supposed professed desire to, uh, diminish or end the police state because that desire was all a front like i don't think you really believe that if you're excited about kamala harris yeah so and that would be my main argument to somebody who's excited about this like here's why this is a problem is because this is just putting uh a a quote-unquote friendly face or like a familiar face on the same old police state and i think most of those people are fine with that i think that's like they at the end of the day, don't really care that much about the police state. So it's, no, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of disabuse people of. 
Well, it's incredibly ironic because, like Tony said, you know, there's a there's a movement going on right now, and you, you alluded to it too, Kath. There's a movement going on right now that is all about, like, the inherent injustice of the carceral system, of the justice mm-hmm. system. Um, and yet we have to suffer through people supposedly on the left talking about how Trump is going to prison. Trump yeah. is going to be right. arrested, <laughs> prosecuted as soon as he's out of the presidency. Because we didn't know that the FBI wouldn't indict a sitting president. We didn't know that when we spent months and months and months and months <laughs> hinging our entire hope on that uh, on on that happening. Uh, but now that we know that, as soon as he's out and as soon as Joe Biden and Kamala, a, a prosecutor, uh, take power, they are going to charge Donald Trump, arrest him. Yep. Try him in court. He will be found guilty, and then he will be doing hard time in in prison. Yep. We just yeah. talked about this on uh, on the Patreon episode this week. Uh, people thinking that they're owning Donald Trump by saying that he's going to be in prison and and breaking rocks or whatever. And it's like it's just <laughs> the complete I don't know disgusting and demoralizing, depressing irony of. Uh, keeping the carceral state so that you can pretend that you're going to wield it against the most powerful person in the world yeah which is never going to happen it's just a completely sick joke we have like hundreds of years of evidence that the carceral state does not work that way and cannot be used in that manner like that's just not like it's just not possible it's a complete it's like it's like QAnon for liberals to think that Donald Trump is going to one day go to prison like absolutely not and I mean uh, you know evidence of this right here in the Biden Harris 2020 group uh, which I am part of which was originally uh, (laughs) Kamala Harris for president 2020 and then it which they changed it to blue no matter who 2020 when Kamala Harris got like 3% or whatever she fucking got in the primary and now it's back to biden harris they can they can synthesize that uh herb p pulhamus shares his own post into this group it is a uh it is a meme i guess for lack of a better word of uh the top half is donald trump's face looking slightly concerned uh, and then the bottom half is giant Helvetica font that says, if you elect Joe Biden, I will go to prison. Yep. And then in the bottom right corner, there is a crying <laughs> laughing emoji. And then underneath that crying laughing emoji in slightly smaller font, it says satire, <laughs> period. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> period. It's punctuated. It's its own sentence. So, uh, hey, if you elect Joe Biden, I will go to prison. Uh, just kidding. Like, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> not all. really. Not really. <laughs> do you, this is do you satire. Think it's, <laughs> do you think it's like the same thing that we do when we're like, you know, you should like uh, blank a uh, cop, you know, satire, satire. But right. they're just talking about, they're talking about, yeah, yeah. But we're like, <laughs> we should convict Donald Trump of crimes. Hypothetic, uh, parody, satire. It's a joke. <laughs> Donald Trump's going to go to prison in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> what I really like about this meme too though is that one thing that that um the like the right does is like they don't give a fuck what picture of Trump they use, which I think is really funny. They'll use really bad pictures of Trump, but this is actually like a, not a bad picture of Trump. Like there's so many It's one of the many, better ones. Yeah, it's one of the better ones. It's like if you're going to like 
you know, if you're trying to be against him, like use a bat. There's, there's, you had to look for a good one. Well, the picture it shows him like, I don't know, looking like expressing human emotion. Like this is like yeah, a, he this looks is very a very like, very serious humanizing photo of him. Like he looks like sincerely, uh, emotionally engaged with whatever thought he's having, and they were like, "Oh, that's <laughs> that's fear." Yeah, that's yeah, like exactly. uh, that's such a rare like, pi- like that is a rare expression for him to have. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't look; he looks very vacant most of the time. So it's yeah. like they picked one where he actually looks kind of focused and like not, uh, you know, just like completely brain dead, which I- is. I have I have a lot of tips for this meme maker. <laughs> well, I, should, I mean, they got they they're doing a lot of work here. It's it's interesting because the top right of the of the photo has like a watermark or like their brand, and the yeah. brand is it's the top right. It's like a little tag, you know, like like a little uh, like a like a call a shirt collar tag, and the top right that says left is right. And then there's an icon next yeah. to it with a thumbs up and an arrow pointing left. And it's just like, yeah, man, that's a great message to uh, give to your follower. Left is right. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You can talk about like, the footer right now because, like, yeah. that's that's incredible. I've never seen just a thorough meme. For a meme that is so oh, wow. lazy, for a meme that is so lazy, they're, they're thorough. They're do- doing the right thing. <laughs> the footer in, like, very small font. It's like yep. it's like it's like what do you call it the uh, the fine print. I gotta go to that Bitly. It says yeah. image credit FB changes cropped resized text added original at HTTPS and then it gives the the bit.ly link. This is so transparent. It's too that small it has for me to, to read. CIA but... thing. It's like yeah. they're being so transparent. This has to be like an op, right? Like there's like I think it's gotta just follow... who, I think it's just dorks. Who else would give image credit? Besides libs, a fucking bed. Like, like, like dorky libs? <laughs> I think it's just dorks. I mean, the guy's name is yeah. fucking Herb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And anyway, well, I mean, so he shared yeah. this into the Facebook group and got 900 likes on it and 123 shares. If you go to the fucking Let's original go. post on his page, it's got 900 shares. Cool stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Herb. Killing thanks, it. Thanks, bud. Uh, so this next post, it's like it also went very viral, but it's less uh, innocuous. It's it's slightly more incredibly maddening. Uh, I did notice. I do want to say before we get into this, I clicked on the link that you guys sent for this post, and I noticed that my mom had liked this. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a chat with her. I'm gonna have to send her this uh, send her this this episode <laughs> when we're done. Damn, that's incredibly effective. Like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. It's, it's pretty neat. <laughs> this post is from a person called Shelly Starfire on Facebook, and their uh, avatar just, I think it maybe uh, inf- informs the listener. It might inform the listener. Uh, the avatar, it's like graffiti on a wall, you know, but it's like uh, live, laugh, love type graffiti uh, that says stubborn on vision, flexible on details. So maybe Yikes. that keep that in the back of your head. Oh, I'm very stubborn on the vision I want for America and this country, but uh, the details, those are you know we can we can figure those out later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also want to point out that stubborn is spelled wrong in the um, the avatar, and there's a it has one B, and then there's like a little carrot and a B correcting mm-hmm. the spelling. Well, uh, I mean that's a detail in the. Less, less That's important. That's true. That's less, a good point. Less stubborn on those spelling <laughs> details. So 
the post goes, more on Kamala. Sorry, I'm on one tonight. God damn it, you are. <laughs> so prepare to get buck. She's going to get buck Buckle on in. this one. It's a little bit too convenient for white folks to develop a capitalist, patriarchal, white supremacist society with capitalist, patriarchal, white supremacist systems and then ensure that the only way for oppressed people to be financially secure and attain any level of power or influence is through the maintenance of these systems. Only to flip the script once an oppressed person nears the pinnacle of power and use their ability to learn and play the game against them. Where are these? Where are these white libs who are like outraged about it, like we are? Where, who who are they talking about? Is, are they talking about us? Because I don't see I, I don't see that response that much. I mean, I I do think that this is a little bit about Bernie Bros. Like I do think yeah. that that's part of it. Um, I think it's also probably about like uh, more conservative people. Um, but this seems this it's so weird because it's like I don't spend any time on the same part of the internet that this person does so I have like no idea who specifically they are talking about yeah what they're talking this person is doing a comment that we had on this show uh, six months ago I got into an uh, <laughs> a, a argument a discussion a conversation with somebody who had posted about how uh, they were only seeing negative things in their feed about Kamala Harris, but nobody was criticizing Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> nobody was criticizing Pete Buttigieg. And it's like, from my perspective, being on left Twitter and like even like progressive Facebook, uh, people were coming much harder for Pete Buttigieg yeah. and Beto O'Rourke, who were clearly way more phony than Kamala Harris was. Kamala Harris kind of owned how shitty she was. Like, she was not... Yeah. She kind of yeah. owned that top cop mentality. Uh, whereas All those the, videos of her talking about the awful things she's done, where she's, like, laughing throughout them. Yeah, she's about yeah. it. She's, she's, <laughs> so you can't say she's not authentic. This post was like, you know, oh, all you white boys in my feed, you're talking about this stuff, uh, and you're talking about Kamala Harris or whatever, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I've seen a lot of negative stuff about Beto O'Rourke or whatever, and I was like, the fact is just that she had power she had the power to do the things that we as progressive and leftists are against and she did them she did yeah. them and like that's that she did you, them. you like you can't erase that and then her argument was do you know how hard it is to rise through the ranks as a black woman and she had to do those things in order to climb the ladder and so my response it's, was like, oh, she had to be racist in order to, like, appease racists. How is that an argument? And she was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what happened. It's really interesting. I, I saw somebody post. So, like, the day – I'm looking for it in my Twitter feed. Like, the day before Kamala was announced as the VP, there was an article um, that basically made the same argument that, like – she she had to do what she did in order to be taken seriously by uh, the system that she was in. The shittiest people that we don't want in power anyway. Yeah, like I don't understand this argument right. at all. Well, the thing that I the thing that I'm I'm trying to find the post here because I thought it was a very insightful point was that liberals will use that. They said the same thing about Hillary. They they said exactly mm -hmm. the same thing, and it's like they will use this systemic argument to excuse. Um, p 
people sort of acting in service of this like fascist carceral state to say they didn't have another choice, but they will yeah. never use that systemic argument to explain the actions of people on the right. Because if they did that, they would have to acknowledge that like this Trump is not an individual bad actor. This whole system is fucked up and yes. like ruinous. That's and really it's not point. about like, it it really like it was so insightful and I wish I could find it so I could attribute it but I've been thinking about that since then and the thing that is like so frustrating about these kind of systemic arguments is like this person uh Shelly Starfire like it's like she's almost there because she recognizes that the only way for people like Kamala Harris to get where they are is to work in service of this horrible oppressive yeah. state is to become the oppressor yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, she's absolutely not wrong about that. What she's wrong about is that she thinks that it's worth uh, attempting. Like, she calls it, uh, what does she call it in here? She calls it aspiring for excellence. And it's like, <laughs> if you aspire for excellence, you have to do this stuff. And it's like, yep. you should want to throw this whole thing out. Like, you, you're almost to getting it, yeah. but you stop short and you're just using it against people who think this whole system is bullshit. And it's yeah. very frustrating. <laughs> Absolutely. And it also like speaks to like they're not asking why do they want to get to that position, right? Yeah. Why does she want to right. get to that position? To to enact change? Because the thing is so I was having a conversation earlier with um there's a couple uh city council seats that are opening up around me and me and a couple like um you know, more like radical folks are having a discussion about some of them are, are running. They're like, How do we do this? I'm like, Well you gotta fake the funk a little bit to get elected. You can't sure. you can't go on the campaign trail saying like burn it down, you know, like abolish the police. Right. You got to you got to like talk about what you want to do and then when you get there, then you can go ahead and you know Absolutely. then you can go ahead and you know lean into it. And the thing is that never happened with her. She was like I got yeah. there and so what I did was I was like, "Listen, we're going to arrest you and your kids." She said, "Now that dude, I'm that here, I'm going to so arrest all the kids." That speech is so crazy because she's bragging. She's like, "Listen, when I got elected, I had some political capital to spend. Yep. So you yep. know what I did? I spent it being right-wing as fuck. Being awful." Yeah. Like that's the insane thing about like these Democrats is like they're like, "Oh shit, like I have a mandate like they elected me in with like a sweeping majority like they have to listen to what i say so i'm going to push the voters i'm going to push the mm -hmm. base to their limits of what's acceptable from the right yeah like yeah. that's the way the mandate works in their mind she literally says yeah. like i terrorized them and it worked like she doesn't yeah. say terrorized but that's what she that's what she that's what she says she's like i and it worked i told them they're all going to go to prison and guess what they listened because yeah. they were terrified. When she says that her friend, her she's like, my friend was like, my wife saw the letter and sat the kid down and said, Kamala's going to throw us both in jail. And she's <laughs> laughing and pumped. I'm like, that's your friend, bro. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? It's very funny. This Sorry, go ahead, Kath. It's, it's just, it's insane that people think like, oh, she got the VP nod in spite of this stuff. Like, it completely tracks with what this Shelly yes. Starfire person is saying of like, that's... That's how you act to get nominated to be the vice president in the Democratic Party is like, yeah. that's 
acting completely in the service of the state. I, I found, by the way, that um, the person who made that point, their username is funnier handle on Twitter. And um, I just want to read really quick what they said, because I thought it was very insightful. They said, um, liberals typically reserve systemic explanation to exonerate individuals willingly carrying out the functions of a rotten system only when they see themselves in the subject. Quote, a decent person doing their best while participating in a corrupt system. They do not extend a systemic explanation to their political rivals on the right. Cheney and Rumsfeld were not viewed as the inevitable product of a system created to maintain American empire because doing so might question, they might question their own role in empire. So rather they're just some bad dudes. Yeah. So I just think that's like anytime somebody is doing this, I think probably the way to argue with them is to really push that. Like, so you believe that this is how you have to act in order to function within the system, right? Therefore, why are yep. we acting within the system? Absolutely. <laughs> like it doesn't work. Absolutely. What are we doing here? I love the tone <laughs> of this post. The tone of this post is so smarmy. And it's like it's like a weirdo bizarro version of the Matt Boars uh oh, you live in a society yet you want to improve it somewhat? How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that, but it's like you know, oh, you live in a capitalist system yet you're upset when there's a capitalist as the vice president how interesting yeah it's like, real convenient <laughs> white folks yeah i it's just it's so it's smarmy but it's like they're just describing the system that we all hate and they're like absolutely they're like oh looks like you don't like this system too much and it's like yeah we don't i don't know i don't know how this is a gotcha i i think what it is is like they presume that everybody is as fixated on identity as they are. And so they presume that, oh, there must be, like, leftists must be harder on Kamala than they are on other people because she's a woman of color. Like, it's the same thing when they were saying that people who supported Bernie were a cult, when, like, everybody I know who voted for Bernie is, like, ready to fucking throw Bernie out the window like yeah. you've you've you yeah. you have been useful to the movement and now you are no longer useful because you are like completely compromised and telling us to vote for Joe Biden so like thank you for your help but like we're not going to listen to you which is the opposite of a cult or even more nuanced it's like uh you might have some use in the future if you want to attend some more uh strikes if you want to walk some more picket lines yeah. sure. if you want to flex for you know workers rights cool i'll get behind you on that but yeah if you want to like great, uh, great. say that yeah. electing joe biden is the best thing we can do no fuck that it doesn't that's what's so know. funny right. about this whole it's thing too is like that option has kind of been lost in this it's like okay either either we let the cheeto win or we got to elect we got to elect these people we have to back them and it's like but you forget that we're out on the streets you know we're out on the streets disrupting not not for them to say okay we see you guys cool but to actually change things and like that's the option right. people have forgotten about it's like the momentum that cuz what sucks so bad and what i'm terrified of is that we have a lot of momentum going on right now, right? This is one of like the longest times that in my lifetime where we've had consistent actions um, yeah. for, for a long yeah. time, right? And what sucks is a lot of people who are showing up to these actions and aren't doing things, the second that like Joe Biden wins, they're going to stop showing up. Yeah. And like that, that's terrifying. And we, then we have to get the momentum going up against like an, an entirely different like an entirely different like um dynamic dynamic in a, or enemy and it's like that's 
it's the same enemy. They don't see that. And so, like, they've forgotten that option. And it's like, well, our options are, yeah, either you go ahead and, you know, vote for Biden or, you know, you let the Cheeto win or we continue to fight for an actual revolution, which is like that's supposed to be the goal that that is a real thing that can happen. And that's kind of been forgotten. That point is like embedded or I mean, uh, not being aware of that point you just made, Tony, is embedded, I think, in two two places in this first paragraph, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, white you white people created capitalism. Uh, you know, you working class white people, you created capitalism uh, and then uh, ensure that the only way for oppressed people, which are only black people in this person's mind, by the way, ensure that the only way for oppressed people to be financially secure and attain any level of power or influence is through the maintenance of these systems. No, no, no. That's not the only way that's to not, attain power. That's right. right. That's not the only way. And that's just that's like. 100 I mean not 100% but that's a giant difference between being a liberal and being a leftist is that the only mm-hmm. way to attain right. power is to become a cop so you can beat up the right people <laughs> the only way to attain power is to become a senator so you can uh get the correct grease into your palm as opposed to the bad yeah. grease into <laughs> your palm right what, one of the things that's happening here with this too and that I, I've been seeing this and like it's is that with this movement, with this specifically Black Lives Matter, with specifically like a, you know, abolish the police movement, there is this thing that's happening where there's a lot of like cachet in black identity, which I mean, I, I'm, I'm grateful for in this moment. I get, I, I finally have like a place to speak and like a, a platform, right? But what's happening is people like this person are saying things and they're saying, and you gotta listen because I'm black, which is true, but what they've forgot to do is, to fact, there is no discussion of class consciousness. And that is what's really, like, if, if you were, so every time I see these, like, you know, um, TikToks or, like, Instagram lives of, of black people saying this is the time to, like, back this, you know, beautiful black woman, they're, like, standing by, they're, like, sitting by swimming pools. Like, literally sitting mm-hmm. by swimming pools or, like, driving a nice car or... They have they they've they don't have the um, the class consciousness that is necessary, and I'm seeing this in in every facet of these things. Like there's a local group that I um, I don't work with um, like at all for these exact reasons. Who every single time they like do something, they get up there and they say things like, "Hey cops, like stop killing us. We're gonna be doctors. Uh, we're all yeah. gonna be doctors, and we go to school." And we're good citizens, so please stop killing us. And it's like that's that stop it. It's like there's no class consciousness right. here, and like that's a crucial element that is being lost in all these discussions. Well, she's completely stuck in the same trap that she's trying to critique, which is that the the systems in place, which are capitalist, patriarchal, and white supremacist, only uplift and listen to marginalized voices that uphold those systems and that's exactly what she's doing in this post which is why people like my mom liked it who's a like you know upper middle class white woman (laughs) and uh and i and i do think that there are like well-meaning people who hear this and go oh okay i have i have to listen to black voices but it's yeah it's completely in the trap of like which black voices are you hearing and uh which ones are like considered valid and they're all the ones that don't fundamentally undermine the system because they still believe in this myth that attaining individual power is the way out of this and it's clearly not it's trying to 
collectivize and work together and overthrow the systems that keep yeah. us all powerless. That was one of the more disappointing things about like the Seattle actions, because I mean, all, you know, with these actions, they're very spontaneous. Like, yeah, they're organized to a certain degree, but it's usually not organizations who have the lead role in these things. It's a bunch yeah. of like disparate groups or individuals who have like similar values coming together to, you know, organize or agitate or demonstrate against, you know, a corrupt system. But when that happens, you know, people are, people have this interest in democracy, which is great and good, but when there's not like an organization through which that democracy can act, then you get people who literally like grab the megaphone and they're like, "We're going to start a policing app." Yep. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what? What the fuck are you talking oh. about? Like, this dude uh, who was in the news a lot when it came to the Chaz and Chop, that guy is posting on his Instagram about how he has apartments for Airbnb. Oh, and no. that's how black people oh, no. are going to succeed. That's how black people are going to come yeah. up in yeah. this system. Yeah. And now yep. he just posted something about uh, buying two Teslas so that he can have a uh, all-electric uber type service and people in the comments were like hell yeah this is how this is how black people come up and it's oh, like yeah man oh, like man. i'm happy right. i'm happy entrepreneurship for that. i'm happy for that guy who owns the teslas but i'm more happy for like the black community in general you know that that guy yeah. owns the teslas <laughs> for sure that, right that, that that whole thing too where you said you know it's kind of a free-for-all right that thing happens and it and it's so hard to control um and it's so difficult like so, you know, in some of the stuff I've organized, there's just one guy who shows up to everything, right? And I, I like him. His energy is really good, except for he does, like, just kind of say things. Like, for instance, uh, one of the last marches we had, um, there's, a, there's a moment where, like, everyone's fucking stoked. We have the whole, we have the whole street locked down, right? We're, we're everything, and we're doing a little speech, and everything's going great. People are fired up. And he's like, and I was, like, you know, talking about momentum and how we got to keep this going, and this is good. And he yells out, like, when's the next one? And I'm like calm down god like <laughs> i don't have that plan like yeah. that's this same guy a week later is in a group chat with this dumb demonstration that they invited me to the group chat for which i don't know why they did it because like i immediately was like um this is not for me it's the <laughs> same guy with all the energy is all like yeah um i can i got a black cop friend that wants to come speak and i'm like no so you're oh, the same no. guy who's like interrupting <laughs> me and like kind of putting me on the spot and making me feel like oh shit man i don't i don't know this one was kind of an emergency action so i don't have a next, a next when's your next one when are you planning one y exactly it's <laughs> like no you you plan it bro like you plan it <laughs> and now then he's like i got black cop friends i'm like no dude not like, like that <laughs> like you said it's a free-for-all and you just don't know what's like <laughs> people just can like you said people can just do whatever um and you gotta hope you guys hope the right people get behind the right people it's the other frustrating thing about this too is like this idea of like you know you have to work to be like personally successful within these systems and that will help everyone somehow is like it becomes a way to launder narcissism that would otherwise be critiqued and mm -hmm. otherwise be like rightfully kind of mistrusted and i see this a lot in comedy because you know i i work in comedy and like there's been a push to have like comedy and writers rooms and shows and everything be have more women have more people of color and that's all like awesome and great and i think those things should happen but like 
a lot of times there are people who it's like if you were a white man people would rightfully call you like a shark and not trust you because you are fully out for yourself and like you're completely careerist and just obsessed with getting ahead but because you're a woman or because you're a person of color you get to act like this is a victory for everybody that you are like that you have an agent and it's like yeah it's great that you have an agent but like this isn't a win for everybody like there's nothing wrong with having an agent it's but that, like <laughs> disease of individualism that permeates i mean a capitalist society like it's like this is right. not a win for everybody that it's not a win for every black woman that Kamala Harris got to be VP. I mean, we'll get into that in in this next post right here. Uh, I think it's a pretty good segue, actually. Um, But I just wanted to highlight one comment from... So that's... We're only going to do the first paragraph on this post. This post went on and fucking on about how hard it was for Kamala Harris to be a fucking prosecutor and how she had... She, oh, wow. So when a woman does her job correctly, she's called a bitch just because she locks up a few thousand, uh, you know, m- marijuana smokers. <laughs> she gets called a bitch. Um, yeah. Another very funny comment. Somebody put. Sorry, I don't. I I, I can't remember who posted it. Somebody com- posted a couple comments in the face in our Facebook group that were the first one was like, God, I can't wait to see. Uh, it's it's a woman's name. I can't wait to see Kamala Harris debate Mike Pence. She's going to be fierce, articulate, yep. on top of her shit. The very next comment after that was, oh, yeah, my wife works in an all-men's prison as a prison guard. <laughs> and yep. it's like, I can't think any, <laughs> any of anything more liberal than, a, than a, uh, a girl boss sticking it to the man literally with a stick, you know? Yep, yeah. In a prison. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, hey, uh, prison guards for Kamala, lesbian <laughs> prison guards for Kamala. Let's micro target that group. Yeah. Oh, that's just such a funny, like, peop- I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, oh, she's going to wipe the floor with them in the vice presidential debate. And it's like, the only people who watch vice presidential debates are people who love people like Kamala Harris. Like, you're yeah. not yeah. convincing anybody with the vice presidential debate. Like, that is not appointment viewing for anyone. <laughs> Also, remember how effective debates are and like winning debates are. Remember how like well that went for everybody. <laughs> yeah, Definitely I mean, how I we per- choose sorry, our elected officials. I personally officials. think winning winning a debate is just as important as winning the presidency. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think the that, fact. I mean, if you think about it, Hillary won three different debates and Donald Trump only won one election. Yeah, exactly. The numbers are all on our point. side. Uh, <laughs> this one comment from this long fucking post, just five paragraphs of bullshit. One comment that I saw just instantly. I didn't even look through these comments. This one was just like the f- the last comment uh, from a guy named Joe Carlin who says, uh, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And uh, speaking, of course, about like uh, how you have to, you know, join the system. You have to you have to work inside the system or else you'll be a victim of the system, basically. And it's funny because you look at this dude's profile as a white guy and he's got the the frame that says Biden Harris uniting America. And I can't think of a more uniting message than if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And it's like, right. okay, Kamala Harris is at the table. What am I? I'm not at that table. Right. Guess I'm on the menu nope. then, motherfucker. Yeah. How how can somebody think that this is a defense of working within the system if they're literally like, well, it's kill or be killed. Here we go. Like, 
Yeah. How, how does that make anybody go like, man, you're right. I should kill. <laughs> well, it's this misunderstanding of like what politics is. And it's this obsession with identity, which identity politics obviously is important. And it does play a role in this sort of things. But it only goes so far. Like this idea of identity politics is that Kamala Harris is representative of all black women. So if she gets a seat at the table, then she is by virtue of her identity going to better society for all of black women and it's like we know that that's not true like i mean who who's condoleezza rice yeah like ask all the black women she's locked up like it's we right. know that this isn't true and it's just and it's so they think oh well you know uh Congress and politics is made up of a majority of white people and that's why every single white person in this country is doing so well like yeah. it's right. it's, <laughs> it's a completely blinkered blinded argument that just do, it doesn't comport with reality and I don't know it's just I think it's just maybe an easier axis to think about these things you know uh, unless you're a poor white person or uh you know a, a poor a poor person of color <laughs> like it's if you're doing all right then i guess it's easier to think about things like this one more post from kamala harris being president before or vice president before we uh change topics <laughs> eric eric sat uh shared a link into another uh pro kamala facebook group the link is like announcing Kamala Harris as vice president. The important thing is what he wrote. Eric Satt wrote, I forgive Joe Biden. I forgive him for being against busing. I forgive him for being against affirmative action in the past. I forgive him for his treatment of Anita Hill. I forgive him for the unintended effects of his crime bill. I forgive him for his support of the Hyde Amendment. <laughs> I forgive him for his comments about needing to teach blacks how to raise our kids. <laughs> uh, line break. He has washed away his sins against our race. Now, <laughs> Joe is the first person to show his appreciation to the most loyal group to our Democratic Party. Black women. Thank you, Joe. All is forgiven. Thank you. <sighs> Oh, if I didn't incredible. go to Eric Satt's profile, I would have thought this was a joke. Like, I would have thought that this was, like, he was doing irony. Like, listing, listing like, eight different god-awful things that Joe Biden has done. And Like, I'm surprised. I, I forgive you. I forgive him for saying he didn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. In, this, this post is insane, but once again, it had about 500 likes in this Facebook group. It's Ugh. interesting because even on this sort of identitarian metric that he's operating on, he's still like, he's a man. You can't for if you're if you go by this liberal logic of like who is allowed to speak on what, this post still fails because like this man cannot forgive Joe Biden for supporting the Hyde Amendment or treating Anita Hill badly. Yep. Like that, even by his logic, that does not make sense. This does not work. So it's like very strange to me that people were like yes absolutely correct you signed off on this like you're right i don't like to do this necessarily but my my biggest response to this is like hey eric who the fuck is you like who 
Yeah. Who the fuck is you? Who cares that you that you forgive? <laughs> like, if you forgive him for these things, obviously, like you've actually never been like directly affected by these things. Like, luckily, you've managed to like do that, you know. Or like, you're. I mean, you're obviously an idiot. Like, I'm so glad that. Uh, I'm so glad that you know we're not a monolith, <laughs> and that's the whole point. Is like, dog. Like, I don't know. If, if we, are you doing this like for your? Like white followers, like, hey, listen, you can say that your black friend said it's cool. Here's a post you can share. <laughs> Dude, it was weird because yeah. in the comments, like, w tons of white libs were like, uh, why are you listing all these complaints about Joe Biden? Blah, 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 blah. And his response was kind of real. He was like, no, it's important to know what, like, this guy did. Like, his response yeah. was like, no, it's important to know what this guy did, but I believe him when he said he was wrong. So he, he like, fundamentally believes he's being sincere in this post. Yeah. Which is, like, even more incredible because, like you yeah. said, <laughs> Kath, all this shit that Joe Biden did didn't just affect, like, the black community didn't just affect the black women community like uh his treatment of anita hill like getting that getting that dude on the supreme court like what did that do for workers yeah what did that do for people yeah. who need health care <laughs> i don't fucking forgive right. joe biden for that i don't even know one thing that i'm excited i don't know one thing joe biden's done that i'm like that's cool i like that i i don't i just don't it might be from ignorance but i really don't know if there's a thing that he's done that i'm like i've been i've benefited from yeah, I I don't even know what any of his proposed policies are. Like, what is he running on? I I just know he's like not run. He's he's walked back everything that I <laughs> would want in a yeah. president. Like, I don't know if he has any affirmative things. He has I'm not mm -hmm. Trump, and I don't want Medicare for all. Like, they're all negatives. They're all like yeah. I don't know any yeah, like. It's like strengthen Obamacare. It, that those are like it's basically like you know, put up a levy in front of the right-wing water wall that's going to fucking come crashing down the second the tides rise yeah. an inch. Like, that's that's basically <laughs> what his plan is. His plan is literally cops should shoot people in the legs instead of their backs. That's right. yeah, what his exactly. fucking plan is. And, I, you know, <laughs> it's it's amazing to use this language. He has washed away his sins against our race by picking... Kamala Harris, a person who also has sinned against his race, <laughs> like you know, if I'm using that language has sinned against poor people, people in like marginalized yes. positions in general, like this is that fetishization of the identity to somehow surpass the material reality, the material like effects that this person had on society and it's one thing to like forgive Joe Biden for these things, right? And we talked about this on the Michael Blo when we covered Michael Bloomberg uh, in the primaries. This is something that's very funny to me: is we talk about forgiving politicians, po you know, politicians who who have what's the word? They've they've adjusted on the issue, or they've changed their mind. Yeah, they've like pivoted. They've yeah. they've, ev they've mm -hmm. evolved on the issue, right? We we talk about this, and it's like, cool. You have the right you have the right opinion now. When you had power, you did the wrong thing. You yeah. can change your mind, and you can like atone, or not atone, but you can like give lip service to that or whatever. Cool. Maybe I forgive you. I'm not personally, you know, I think that there should be some re-education or some service in order to, in order to quote forgive somebody. 
that's fine. If I forgive you, that doesn't mean you get to be in power again. Exactly. Why right. Why is it's this like the conversation? No. Oh, I forgive you, therefore you get to be the most powerful person again. Again, Hey, yeah. you shot somebody in the face? Okay, I forgive you. Here's a loaded gun pointed at another person's face. Go ahead and grab <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 It's I, I feel like that's such a strange like I I hate to uh say the words cancel culture on this podcast, but it's the same it's the same idea of like if if you if the only options are this person is completely restored to the authority that they have again, or we kill them. Like those are there's like if you if you forgive someone it means they get all of their privileges back. Uh and that's just like an incredibly strange framework but even outside of that like even if you obviously there are like political like this is a very uh politically unsound post based on what we all believe but even if you're like even if you're a liberal uh i, I like wh who i'm just baffled by this like as a woman like i would never deign just to, to say that anyone is forgiven on behalf of all women so like the idea that this guy as who i'm presuming based yeah. on his language in this is is a black man is like ready to say like we all forgive him is regardless of your politics so strange like, yep 100 percent i just don't understand it and i don't understand why other people would be like yes love this like share. you know how when you go to therapy and your therapist is like you need closure from that like he was abusive he was emotionally manipulative but you mm -hmm. need to like talk to him you know or at least like acknowledge like everything you know and maybe you can forgive him and once you forgive him that means you should take him back and be in a relationship <laughs> right with him again. yeah absolutely <laughs> exactly yeah that that's the only hallmark of forgiveness is to yeah. go back completely to square one that's it's what forgiveness so means is 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 to give that person the control and power again and like by this logic though i mean what if trump really needed to he could totally just like really snag this whole thing up by replacing like pence with candace owens <laughs> and then then like there's like no hope for the democrats just none yeah yeah okay let's move on to explode. uh this the second topic of the night and this is once again from uh, David Harold Grisham, who we just talked about on the on the Patreon episode for being just one of the one of the more vile pieces of shit I follow on Facebook. But he's just very interesting. I love to pick his brain. Like he doesn't know. I don't know if he knows that I'm a leftist, but I follow him and I interact and I kind of ask him questions. You know, like he posted recently uh, the Nazi the the swastika flag, the Nazi flag next to the uh, LGBTQ flag. And he sure. said that both flags are responsible for millions of deaths and economic <laughs> hardship, yada, yada, you know, like psycho shit, right? But he's a Christian. He's a street preacher. He's this like fundamentalist Christian. And so I asked him, I said, well, how do you feel about the American flag? Like honest question, how do you feel about the American yeah. flag sure. or American nationalism in general? Because the framing of this post was like people are killing for these ideologies and people are are subjugating other people for these ideologies. I was like, I want to see how consistent this guy is. And he was like, well, America does have its faults, but it was founded on the principles of Christianity. So therefore, it's f much it's better. It's all good. Yeah, he was like, America has its faults, which are which are growing more and more every day. <laughs> 
So it's like, yeah, you know, you know what this guy is basically. So he put, I've had this in the tank for a while. This is a post from July that I just thought was fascinating. He shared a link from worldnetdaily.com, WND.com. It's almost like uh, weapons of news destruction when you think about it. <laughs> the, the headline is major U.S. city votes on letting women go topless in city parks. And this is uh, Minneapolis, okay? And his caption reads, So, we're going to shame people for not wearing masks and encourage them to go without shirts and bras? Is it any wonder why our nation is coming under the judgment of God? Saints, we should loudly rebuke and publicly shame any woman doing this. Tell them to stop acting like perverts around kids and tell them they need to get saved I mean, they 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 got a point though. This is like a public safety issue, and like nipples are glands, you know, and like you can get COVID through a nipple. That's true. Um, I'm 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 pretty positive, which is why I'm I'm going to start selling tiny little masks, little titty masks, just little bitty masks, just to go over little nipples. It's oh, it's extremely hypocritical because not only can you get COVID from the breasts, you can also get an even more deadly disease, the disease of sin. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's a good it point. It emanates directly from the breast. <laughs> Radiates yeah. out from the breast. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in Austin where uh, you're allowed, it's historically like titties are allowed, like you're allowed to uh, go around topless. And uh, I don't know, I guess it's a den of sin. I hadn't really thought about it. I feel like it doesn't really uh, affect your day-to-day -day life that much, except sometimes you see boobs and you're like, all right. <laughs> My day is like a know. little improved. The one, the one day that I, the one time I went to Austin, like I was, I tried to have a good time, but I was just like inundated with titties, and I just could not get anything done, and it was, it was, <laughs> it was awful. Um, it was awful. Everywhere I went, just boobies everywhere. I just, I, I just wanted to get some food, and there were just boobies, um, and it, it, it sucked. <laughs> That's the real problem here is they, if titties are out, productivity is low. And that's mm -hmm. why titties are anti-capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to read this article. The article, it basically states that, you know, Minneapolis uh, is changing its language for the city parks. So the whole city of Minneapolis is, allows toplessness. Right. But just the city parks had like signage that said no, no women are allowed to be topless. OK. And all the this this uh, this ordinance or this ruling or this decision, all it did was remove the signage from those parks. So this is like very clickbaity for these people. Right. It's it's like. Right. The entire city was already topless. Like everybody in this city is already topless. And it was just in the parks, <laughs> you know, you couldn't, you had to throw, throw uh, some titty masks on. Uh, but now they've changed that. Okay. The comments are where it's at. Right. <laughs> Stathen, Stathanaceous, very weird name, 1952 says, let me get this straight. People in a city with a significant Somali Muslim population want to be able to walk around topless in the parks? Well, that should work out well, especially now that they don't want the cops anymore. Send out the psychologists to stop the rapes and murders. So, uh, what? What? <laughs> being topless in the I park like now they... is like, you're going to get murdered for sure. 
Yeah, I like that they sort of split the difference on their racism here. Like, they went both that Somali Muslims are going to be conservative and uh, rage murder you, and also they're going to rape you. Like, Mm -hmm. it's both, it's like both sides of it. Like, just really, really getting a 360, you know, racism from all sides. It's funny that, so they, they're hyper aware of how, quote, Muslim Minneapolis is, right? They're very hyper right. aware. And yet they are reading a piece of news that is talking about how toplessness is legal in this city. Yeah. If you're a conservative who thinks that Minneapolis is a no-go zone because of all the Muslims <laughs> doing honor killings all the time, taking full control <laughs> of like, you know, the 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 state or the city government. How do you square this in your head? Like how 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 does the these two thought how do these two thoughts exist side by side? Yeah, absolutely. I mean I gotta also think when they say that, that Minneapolis is a city with significant Somali Muslim population, they just mean they know who Ilan Omar is, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's Yeah. The, that's their only person that their only evidence they're going on. I Which think. is funny because her district isn't even majority Somali Muslim. Like it's it's this Yeah. Yeah, it's just a meme. Um, so <laughs> Brian Matthews says about the city, they are never, or I think about maybe liberals in general, Brian Matthews says they are never satisfied with the current level of evil. They always want more <laughs> soon. God will give them more than they can handle. And then, uh, what a bummer life. Like when you just see boobs <laughs> and you're like evil, that is evil. Yeah. <laughs> And then Brian Bumfeld. The current br- level of evil. These my my evil readings are off the charts. I just chart. like that phrasing. You're just like scanning some woman's boobs. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like the terror threat level or something. It's issued every day. The evil level. <laughs> hey, buddy, you see those boobs are there over there? My uh my evil threat levels at midnight. What about yours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as in this is a reply to that comment. As in Sodom and Gomorrah, their sin has become their curse. Real estate companies will be very busy with decent people fleeing from these perverse cities. You are correct. God will soon deliver them over to full-blown mindless insanity with no escape. The rebellion against earthly authority is ultimately rebellion against God's authority over mankind. The end-time rebellion Jesus spoke of has begun. Quote, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I love that he's like, he's like, this is going to cause like a, a ripple domino effect. This is like a butterfly flapping his wings across you know across the world and and real estate agents will feel it yeah yeah there's gonna be like there's gonna be like it's it's not white flight it's just like non-evil flight it's just wholesome people are just gonna be evacuating the city around the parks because they can't get anything done because of all the evil i love that you're like (laughs) quoting you're quoting jesus in this comment this comment is like very, you know, high and mighty, uh, fire and brimstone, fully Christian comment. You're quoting Jesus, and you are more aghast at the idea of breasts than you are at the idea of real estate companies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I don't know. I think anybody except a psychopathic capitalist can acknowledge that breasts are less evil than real estate company. Like, we used to make whole movies in the 80s about how bad real estate developers were. (laughs) 
Yeah. And those were, I mean, actually, those were often boob comedies. So maybe it's like <laughs> a dynamic there. I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead, Gaff. No, just it's like on every single level. And even I feel like you can find like su- like textual support in the Bible that real estate developers are more evil than boobs. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is scripture about this. Like, maybe it doesn't use exactly the words real estate developers, but like it's in there. You could definitely take that tack. And there are for sure like psalms about how cool boobs are. There's <laughs> Absolutely. like there, there is no doubt. There's entire verses yeah. about like there's I, I yeah there's a whole verse about tits out and that's cool. I mean like, like even <laughs> even Jesus's bosom was a great thing. Like do a yeah do like a f keyword search in the Bible for the word bosom versus the word real yep. estate. You're gonna fi- you're gonna find one much more than the other I mean, in a positive. Also way. yeah one is like a universal source of comfort and mm. uh you know like sustenance like they're definitely not sinful and also like if your version of sin is boobs and you're trying to outrun that sin by moving you're gonna have trouble like <laughs> where are you gonna go yeah like find do me a favor and find me a crucifix where like jesus's tits aren't out <laughs> like he's very pro he's very pro uh, booby well that was the ultimate sin is they stripped they they like tore his shirt off of him before they hung him up there you know yeah that was that that was good that's what assured him to go they were trying to get him to go to hell that way one last sin before <laughs> death um i'm sweet old bob says i think it's a good idea that is, as long as all women keep their hair covered with a head bag so they don't inflame the carnal <laughs> desires of all the penis-driven Muslims, the women could all wear short head bags that still concealed the Muslim men's sexually maddening, long-flowing hair and still let their boobs hang out. But they gotta keep that hair covered up. Boy, parentheses, snort. Wait, I, I think this person's hilarious. I like this. I think this is a good comment. I think this is hilarious. I think this is funny. It is. It's. I mean, obviously, it is like awful and racist, but it is very funny to call a Nikwaba headbag. Like, headbag is very funny. I think that's a great like log line for this podcast. Well, it is of course like horrible and racist, but it's also very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> Yeah. Headbag. I love it. Well, what I think is funny about this, and you guys didn't spend time in this comment section that I know of, but almost, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we can't just put in the show because it's not funny. It's just too fucking vile and violent just and not and fun to talk about. Um, lots of lots of talk of rape in this comment section let's just say Ugh. that okay and it's mm-hmm. extremely funny for i'm sweet old bob to pretend <laughs> like muslim men are somehow more uh violent or driven to sexual assault than his fellow commenters in this comment section who were jumping to the idea of mass rape because women go topless in the park yes it's a little yeah, funny to me, Bob. Sweet old Bob. <laughs> there, are, I, I in your next comment in this Google Doc, I feel like it is uh, very apparent as well. There are like some serious, uh, like sexual issues that these commenters are working out in in very extreme ways at the expense of women who just want to let their titties out because it gets hot. 
Concern trolling about rape was the number one comment. The second comment was, well, it sounds like a good idea, but you know it's not going to be any of the ones you want to actually see. Oh, right. God. <laughs> yeah, it's like second comment proves the first comment. Yeah. Like, you're all the same freaks. It's all you. It's not yeah. Muslim men. It's none of you should be afforded the privilege of looking at titties. No, this it's almost like exactly yeah, it's, a, it's almost like you share a very uh, common ideology with fundamentalist religious freaks. <laughs> Like, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like you guys are more, you know, you're not too different, you and I, kind of a thing going on here. <laughs> You'd probably get along very well, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, the only real argument I have against this, like, against people being able to be topless and, like, it being known is, like, the, the, the all the men that are going to walk up to, like, good-looking people and be like, hey, you know you can have your tits out, right? <laughs> you know you can do that, right? It's cool. You could just do it. Like you, just, it's fine. You could just you you could just let it let it all hang out. Yeah. I will say also like as a person who lived in a city where this was allowed, like I I spent a lot of time at Barton Springs, which is like a big um like sort of public natural swimming hole in the middle of town that where that was like rules. it's awesome. It's so great. I miss it. I used to go like every weekend in the summer when I lived there. But like that's a place that's like kind of ground zero for people having their boobs out because it's a swimming hole. And uh, it was almost all like great boobs like that. Like you, you I mean, there are certainly people without uh, amazing like, you, you know, movie star titties out there, too. But like it's it's all types like it gets hot. People want to take their tops off. And uh, I, I feel like if you want to see good boobies, then don't be a freak about it and then people will uh show you their boobs probably i just feel like that's like universally good advice i think so yeah just chill out a little bit everybody you might get to see some boobs <laughs> you know yeah, and just, just be just, cool about it i just want to say you know i just think that it needs to be said and i'll be the one that's brave enough to say it um you know all boobs are great you know i agree it's all, true, all, thank you all boobs you know what all chests are great you know let's Let's run it. You know, I'm I'm gonna be the brave one to say it out loud. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me if you'd like, but I'm gonna say it out loud. Um, uh, free all chest. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I co-sign <laughs> that bravery. I feel like Tony, uh, you've done a service to everyone else who's brave. You you saying that <laughs> you get to be the representation for uh, everybody else who's brave. You know, it's like a win for all of us brave people. On that note, I, I I also forgive everybody in this 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 uh, comment section Ooh, mm. uh, who is who is coming <laughs> out against it. Uh, I mean, we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and you know uh, I I forgive them all for the chance. All right, I rescind my identification with Tony. <laughs> Tony no longer represents me as a brave person. No, too late, too late. I've already I'm well, already just... I'm already the representation of the monolith. I've, it's me. Yeah, I just want to know if you forgive Joe Biden on behalf of all brave people. Uh, you know, if Joe Biden takes his top off, then yes. <laughs> then if Joe yes. Biden does one does one debate with no top on, then absolutely he's forgiven, and I will give him my full endorsement. I want to see on Joe be That's brave. On I mean, I be careful because, like, I feel like there's a non-zero chance they will uh, get into a push-up contest. Like, I I <laughs> oh, think there oh, that yeah. is not outside the realm of possibility. So yeah. be careful. <laughs> last uh, last comment thread here. Mark Lang says, uh, and no doubt it'll be a crime for white men to look in their direction. 
100 it, no yeah, doubt I mean, no doubt in my mind no yep. doubt as it should be as it should be <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, oh, oh, because I was, because I'm white, that's why, that's why you're arresting me. And it's like, it's like, no, it's because you were blocking her exit from the park, uh, staring directly <laughs> yeah. at her chest. <laughs> because you kept on taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> this is clearly someone who has uh, some very racially suspect Pornhub searches, like no question reading this co yeah. this comment i'm just like you're working some stuff out about what what the sexual role of white men in your brain yeah we'll be we'll be probably arrested like uh handcuffed to a chair with a, a hole in the center of the seat yeah <laughs> who god knows what they'll put through that hole and you know just 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 to continue on my wave of uh of being brave i just want to you know let anybody know if they if they're if they're having a hard time with these things, um, you know, their racial, sexual frustrations or tensions, and they need to explore that, and they maybe need some sort of like assistance. I will, I will, as a friend, I will gladly, I will gladly cuck you, mm -hmm. like no problem. <laughs> I'm here for you because that's what we got to do. We got to work together. You know, that's I'm willing to to put the work in. We gotta find common ground. Call Tony Zach De La Rocha because it's gonna be bulls on parade. <laughs> uh, LP replies to Mark Lang. I doubt that any man could have a serious conversation with a woman under these circumstances. So it's like all that conversation these women were looking for when they took their tops yep, off. Yep, yep. It's gonna go out the window yeah. now. They're, you know, they're meeting with their accountants in the park with their titties out. <laughs> That's one all thing going out the window. Topless women definitely want is they want you to come up and strike a conversation with them. And it's like yeah. self-defeating. Yep. How are we supposed to do that as men when you got your bazongas out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a serious conversation, no less. That's what they're all looking for. Yeah, like I'm, I'm imagining LP. This isn't. E-L-P, okay, folks. This is L LP, like as in Lincoln Park. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I imagine him, like, about? defiantly going up to an attractive, topless woman and, like, staring her straight in the eye while he talks about, like, a regressive tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Giving her his plan for a flat tax to prove how much he doesn't care about her curvaceous body. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be influenced. <laughs> and then don't woke me finally. Last last reply in this thread says I was this is an this is so insane. I was an accident witness once and the female driver got her kid out of the car, sat down in the grass and took off her shirt and started breastfeeding. I managed to make her horn stop honking. There's a little Freudian ideology in there, I think. Yeah. yeah, what? I managed to make her horn stop honking, and then she acts like I'm trying to see her breasts. You're welcome. Didn't want to see them anyway, but don't know how not to see them when they are openly displayed. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to get so these horns to stop honking. This. She's squeezing her <laughs> boobies in my direction. Milk's going everywhere. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Like, what, is is this person work for AAA? <laughs> no. I don't understand this. Like, what? What? 
I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Why, why were they in this situation at all? I wonder why this man spent so much time trying to help this woman who had her breasts <laughs> out, and then she got mad at him for it. I, I just love the end, like, but I don't know how not to see them. I mm -hmm. mean, you have them out. Right. Like, I feel yeah. like it's a very undermining... <laughs> Like it, it kind of calls in, calls into question your credibility as a, a quote unquote accident witness. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I, I think that maybe he's got some sort of like rudimentary theory of uh, sight, some sort of like rudimentary theory about you know, so like a metaphysical theory about light and sight and the way things <laughs> operate on the eye you know we used to think like light actually emanated from the eye and that's how we perceived objects um maybe he thinks that like just boobs when they're around they emanate from the eye and it's like they're just they're a product of of the function of sight how am i yeah, supposed to right. not see them it's like a mona lisa <laughs> go on yeah yeah. It's like the Mona Lisa, like her eyes follow you around the room, and that's what <laughs> boobs do. Like, you yeah. can't not see them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The only boobs he's ever seen were um, the boobs in Dumb and Dumber when she takes your top off and it's the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's it. I also just love this whole idea where it's like, because the whole thing is, is all these men are just mad they're getting horny, you know? <laughs> and sure. this whole idea of just like, man, please stop nourishing your child. I don't want to be horny over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to be horny over here, and you over here turning me on by feeding your kid. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I, have, don't you. you have any shame? I'm trying to get under this hood, <laughs> not that hood over there. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so funny. Like the uh, the symbolism here is is pretty overwhelming. Being being a witness, making that horn stop honking. I love yep. it. Yeah, yep. there's I, a lot. Yeah, it's a. I think this it's guy a might have dreamed this situation. Sorry, go ahead. What did you say, Kath? Oh, just. I think this guy might have dreamed this, I think. <laughs> it does yeah. sound like a dream. It sounds like a very surrealistic <laughs> experience. I, I think maybe he was witnessing some surrealistic pillows, if, if we're going to be honest here. <laughs> it's a joke for anybody who listens to uh, Jefferson Airplane. And that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Uh, Kath, tell us about your podcast and where we can find them. Yeah, um, I have two podcasts. One of them comes out every week. It's called What a Time to Be Alive. It's uh, a podcast where we count down the top five things each week that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. Uh, it's very fun. It's very not political. A lot of uh, animals getting loose places where they shouldn't be, stuff like that. Um, it's so wonderful. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Thank you. It comes out every Monday. Uh, we have a Patreon for that as well. We do weekly bonus episodes. And then my other podcast is called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. It's a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Uh, that we do one free episode a month and two Patreon-only bonus episodes a month. Um, our most recent bonus episode is about the scandals of Ulysses S. Grant's presidency. His entire cabinet was scamming him the entire time he was in office. <laughs> and uh, he just kept getting owned. And like every single time the press would call him and he'd be like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> come on. So it was very funny. Um, and then our most recent free episode, which we're recording tomorrow uh, for August, is going to be about uh, sciencing underscore by, which was a fake Twitter account that uh, a white woman made pretending to be a Native American scientist uh, who then fake died of COVID. So <laughs> check that out. Lie, cheat, and steal. <laughs> I heard about that in passing. I saw tweets about it. I'm very excited to learn what the fuck was actually going on. 
So thank you for doing that yeah. episode. I hope we'll be doing everyone a service because it was something that I think a lot of people saw and were like, this is too much to get into. And it is. Yeah. So hopefully we can give everybody a rundown. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you awesome. so much uh, for doing the episode. Very fun. Very fun, Kath. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. You. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, so we, we do Patreon episodes every week as well. For $3 a month, you get a bonus episode every week. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Minion Death Cult. These last couple episodes have been uh, pretty fucking good, if I do say so myself. Uh, the, the most recent one we released was uh, about a public school teacher uh who was having to resume classes you know over zoom basically and expressed some concerns over twitter that uh ha you know as an english teacher they're talking about cultural subjects and having to address more controversial you know possibly bigoted opinions in the class uh might not go over so well with the conservative parents who are able to listen in on their child's zoom calls and this teacher was worried that perhaps conservative parents might overreact when it comes to discussions about race or sexuality so of course conservative parents then threaten to shoot and kill the uh the school teacher yes uh yes. awesome absolutely. great yeah. <laughs> and then before that uh we had heaven ramirez uh ramirez of the heads will roll podcast on the uh patreon episode before that which was uh the first half of that was about a quote students for life protest in front of a planned parenthood mm -hmm. trying to get some of that black lives matter stees by chalking pre-born black lives matter in front of the Ooh. uh Planned Parenthood and just getting arrested immediately while frantically scribbling in chalk. Uh, very funny. They went on Tucker Carlson, who had a just a very beautiful segment. Like I can't express how fucking funny just that so that forty five seconds of the Tucker Carlson video was. Um, and then also on that episode, we talked about the coronavirus pandemic, its effect on landlords. God, we're all so worried about how they are being affected by this pandemic. The moratorium <laughs> on evictions. Gosh, it's got to be hitting them pretty hard. And boy, are they not are they not happy? Boy, do they have some opinions yeah. about every single person <laughs> who rents, period. Uh, so listen to that episode. And also Heaven Ramirez, uh, her podcast, Heads Will Roll. Check that one out. She's doing a mini-series, mini a socialist feminist look at the films of Quentin Tarantino. And uh, as I understand it, she is uh, a fan of Quentin Tarantino. So it is going to be, you know, a... A comprehensive look at you know the the roles of women in Quentin Tarantino films, and uh, very excited about that. Give that a listen. Heads will roll, and uh, support us if if you want to support the show. Patreon.com/slash/MinionDeathCult, and uh, I believe that's it, right, Tony? I think so. I think so. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Bye. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Thanks, everybody.
Thank you. 